0: The Insider's Guide to the Capital's Housing and Rental Scene. Hot Property on Newstalk ZB's Wellington Mornings. Welcome back. It's that time of the week that we do property. It's called Hot Property and our property expert is Matt Ryan, who is a major owner of residential property in Wellington and he's been on the show since we started. The Tennessee Tribe, good morning Matt, sorry, it's really rude. I was going to ask the question without saying good morning. Oh, good morning, Nick. Um, The Tenancy Tribunal recently has made a decision to stop an Auckland landlord increasing their rent by $80 a week and instead limiting them to $6 a week. What rights do landlords have when it comes to increasing rent? That seems incredible.
1: Yeah, it's an astonishing situation. And just before I touch on that subject, if I can just give a tribute to uh, my younger brother, Nick, um, who would have turned 46 today, unfortunately committed suicide. Um, on the 17th of August, um, and I just want to say how much I I really miss him. You know, I'm I'm very passionate about property, but I'd do anything to have my my brother back. Oh, so cool. um, so yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, look, it's a bizarre situation. I personally think that we're that the decision is 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 uh, it's really a rent control and of sorts where um you know there's for, ever since there's been landlords and tenants there's always been an un, i guess an uneasy relationship where effectively effectively tenants compete against each other uh, to look for property and landlords compete against each other to offer the property and it's always been it's always been governed i guess by that supply and demand so tenants choose property landlords offer properties and I think getting into a situation now where a tenancy tribunal adjudicator tells you how much you can rent your property for is effectively a rent control. And I'm opposed to it, absolutely 100% opposed to it, because the market will normally determine everything. And I always say, look, if a, a landlord's property is not well priced, the tenants won't take it. And vice versa, if it's, um, you know, from a tenant's perspective, they need to make sure they're, they're making a decision that they're happy with. And if they don't like the price of something, then they can shop with their feet. And they can become a tenant of some other landlord who's far more reasonable with their price expectation.
0: Um, the the reason that we have Matt on the show is to get people to ask questions of Matt to to I kind of give them a, um, some really top notch property expertise without costing them a lawyer or a, an expert. Well, he is an expert, but it's free. Oh eight hundred eighty ten eighty. Or if you'd like to send a text question, I'll ask Matt for it for you if you uh, are a bit shy. 92, 92, 92. So end of the day, Matt, that a tribunal can step in and say that you're trying to charge these people too much for this place, drop it. How can that happen? Could you could you get rid of them? Could you put put, put it back on the market? Or could you move in yourself? What could you do?
1: Well, well, I think in this instance, the, the Wongs probably made a decision telling the tenant that they were putting the rent up because Jacinda had changed the laws regarding, regarding tax deductibility. But look, in essence... I think any any situation where a tribunal is making um, decisions in favour of either a tenant or a landlord and is changing the bias of what the natural su- supply, the laws of supply and demand um, uh, adhere to, I think that's... Majorly, I think that's a poor decision and I think it's a dangerous decision for the future as well. I mean, to give you an absurd example here, Nick, imagine if you owned a property on a street and you sold it or you want to sell it to somebody and then somebody took you to maybe the small claims or a court and said, we don't think your house is worth that amount. And And the adjudicator said, well, I actually agree. You can't sell your house for what you want. You know that's that's one step further on to not being able to rent your property for the price that you want. I mean, ultimately, if you ch- if you're charging too much, no one will take it, and no landlord I know wants to have their property sitting vacant with zero income coming in. So it's just, you know, I guess your options are maybe you can move on, but I, you know, I don't think that's the solution to the problem here. The problem is that we need to get sensible. We need to get realistic about what our the the issues and and make sure that they're they're handled sensibly. It's just a very dangerous precedent, I believe.
0: Oh, eight hundred eighty ten eighty is the number of you would like to ask Matt any questions at all on property. Matt, we're hearing constantly about buildings now being deemed earthquake prone throughout Wellington. There's a couple of questions
1: I want to ask you on this. Uh, does that make them unsellable? Well, no, it doesn't. I've actually I own a couple of earthquake prone buildings. I own one in Marjorie Bank Street. Um, And I think that's due to be strengthened uh, by the end of 2027. And I'll be doing some earthquake strengthening work on that in in the coming years. And I also own another one in Adelaide Road. And that property is probably not worth earthquake strengthening. So I think it will be pulled down in 2027. And I guess, look, it's all about managing risk so you buy something like this you you understand that there's going to be some costs associated with it and there's going to be some downside and there's a bit of uncertainty so you just it's a case of managing risk like it is with all types of investment you've just got to make a I guess, a informed decision as to what you think the risk is and what the reward is. And if it's going to work out in your favour, then you're probably going to want to go ahead. So I wouldn't say to people, don't buy earthquake-prone buildings. I'd say you need to look at them very carefully because you might not find that the banks are prepared to lend you either any money or much money on those sorts of buildings. But th- there's an opportunity, obviously, with that kind of building as well.
0: Are we talking uh, impossible to borrow
1: on? Well, we probably are actually in some instances. Um, if it's if it's certainly if it's below thirty three percent, I think it is thirty three percent. I think that becomes very problematic. Um, past that point, um, you know, you might get um, some of the second tier or third tier lenders that are prepared to lend you money on it, but you probably won't find traditional banks will want to lend on on earthquake prone buildings.
0: Matt, we've got a text in here, a question. Matt, my landlord's house has been deemed earthquake prone, so he's wanting to end my lease and instead live in my apartment he owns.
1: Can I say no? Well, I, I think a landlord's got the right, if they give you the right amount of notice, I think they've got the ability to move into the property if they want to um, reside there. Uh, assuming they give you the the correct amount of notice, so I don't think that you could refuse on the basis that he said that he wants to move in due to some earthquake issues. I guess the the best way to make sure that your um, let's how would I describe it the best way to make sure as a tenant that you are uh, you have some protection to being able to stay on a property for a long period of time. Of course, is to have a fixed term tenancy. If you had a fixed term tenancy then even, even withstanding that the landlord may want to move in, they can't do so until the fixed-term tenancy has finished. And I personally like fixed-term tenancies because they offer the tenant security of tenure, so they know they're there for a specific period of time, and they also in the, uh, they give the landlord the confidence that they've got a tenant for a period of time. So it is a bit of a win-win, I believe, um, and I know uh, you know we like to encourage fixed-term tenancies just simply for that reason
0: another question that someone sent in is, Matt is we've got also seen reports of landlords leaving hundreds of shops or commercial properties vacant in Auckland uh, it's obviously happening here in Wellington too. do landlords have any obligation whatsoever to
1: fill spaces in commercial property you're like I actually saw this article yesterday and I thought what an absolute load of nonsense uh, it was painting all landlords as being the villains here, as if landlords want to have their properties sitting vacant, commercial property sitting vacant in some of these areas like inner city Auckland. And really this is, this is you know, there's a, there, it's a big picture here, and this is a sy- sy- systemic problem that's been caused by a lot of what's happened with, say, Auckland City Council, where they've been encouraging people only on bikes and they've been discouraging people to drive cars in the city. They've been doing a lot of work in places like Queen Street right down there, which has been minimising parking, making it very difficult for cars to get down there. And obviously shop owners have been closing down in droves because of the likes of COVID. And most, a lot of retailers are saying, well, I'm not going to take the risk because the environment's just simply got too tough to make money from. So to then blame the landlord and say, has the landlord got the right to have his property sitting vacant? I mean, You know, you just need to use your common sense. No landlord wants to have their property sitting vacant if they could find a desirable tenant to take it. It is, it's really, it's become a, they're they're focusing on the landlord. The landlord is not the issue here. It's really some of the the councils who are making ludicrous decisions, particularly in Auckland, I've seen. Some of the decisions they've made up there are crazy.
0: Matt, thank you very, very, very much. Uh, Commiserations uh, on next birthday. I hope uh, the day goes as well as it possibly can. Hot Property with Matt Ryan.